know what they are. And I'm Jen Allen, and this is 149 Sessions. On this episode, our first attempt at socially distanced podcasting, we're going to talk about letting go. Enjoy. Morning, Noah. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm doing okay. Pretty good, good actually. <laughs> good, good. So uh, welcome everybody to our first um, socially distanced 149 sessions. Uh, not that it will necessarily sound any different to you, but uh, it'll be a little different uh, for us to be talking uh, over a screen rather than in a room. But mm. uh, um, we'll just have to adapt our expectations, which... Uh, syncs up very well with our chosen topic of today, which is letting go. Yes, letting go. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking uh, last night after we decided yesterday that this is where we were going to go with it about on, on a lot of, and we'll talk about this as we go on, on a lot of macro levels, I've worked really hard on learning how to let go and it's been a very important emotional and spiritual process but I hadn't really thought about how on more mundane levels it remains hard for me because I haven't prioritized that I guess and uh, but sort of letting go is not natural for me and the the example I was thinking of is like if uh if Kate and I are going to a restaurant where I was like really looking forward to getting a certain thing and then I get there and they don't have it on the menu anymore, like my, my impulse is basically to have a full on toddler temper tantrum and like melt down <laughs> into a fetal position under the table right there. And you really like uh, your food. <laughs> well, it's partly that, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> substitute in for that, like, you know, we arrived too late to see the movie that I was looking forward to. And objectively speaking, the thing that happens instead may be just as good. Uh, it's not It's not that, that the dip in um, quality of experience is necessarily significant, but whatever emotional buildup there was based on my expectations makes it so it's difficult for me to let go. Or yeah. if I was like you know, looking forward to this thing happening and then, oh, well, just actually because of the weather, it really doesn't make sense to do it. We'll do it next week or something yeah. like that. Rationally, my, my adult self knows that that's uh, a really negligible trade-off and so on. But, mm -hmm. uh, but I, um, my, my, it, it takes some effort for me not to go into that uh, zone of extreme frustration and disappointment and like clinging which yeah. I guess is Ugh. the opposite of letting You're hitting go. all these trigger words for me. <laughs> right, which like ones? just, I mean, when I say trigger words, I mean things that I've really been thinking a lot about in my life recently. Um, the two that you just said were um, clinging mm -hmm. and expectations. Yeah. <laughs> two well. things that I'm like, I think I've lived my whole life with a, a set of expectations, uh, on lots of different things. And, you know, um, I think back to, I think there was this one instance where, um, well, there are a lot of instances, but this one in particular that I had had this whole family day planned and 
it was really great in my mind. Like <laughs> it was so good, you know, with a kid, we were, I was going to take the kids. We were going to do this fun activity. Um, and like, we were all going to connect so well, and it was just going to be such a fun experience. And as people can be children, especially, you know, they got in the car, they started complaining and they did all this stuff. And like, and at a certain point, I lost it because they were not fitting into my expectations of uh -huh. how they should be acting at this moment. Why aren't they grateful? Why don't they see that this is fun? Why are they just complaining, you know? And then I blow up and, and like ruin the day, you know, wow. <laughs> with my own expectations on the line. And I think back to that often because I think it was, I was really upset with myself that I, you know, reacted that way, but mm -hmm. I also, it was a really big teachable moment that I've had to learn over and over again in my life that when I set expectations, especially of other people, um, it is like a big letdown always. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so that word, um, directly connects to letting go because if in that moment when we're on our way to whatever fun event we were going to, I think we were going to like some amusement park or something, you know, if I had just let them have their temper tantrum or complain or whatever and not let it affect me, if I had just let go of the situation and saying, okay, this is going to be the best family day ever, you know, if right. I had been able to just take those pauses, um, it, it might have actually ended up being a really fun, memorable family day. But now it's a memorable, <laughs> memorable right. family day in a, holy, in a whole different way, you know. I'm glad, I'm glad it uh, at least served to uh, teach you something, even if maybe not all at once. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. A lot of my most, I don't know, enjoyable moments... As I'm, as we're talking about this, it occurs to me come when um, when something unexpected happens, mm -hmm. and that's not because I'm a spontaneous person by mm -hmm. nature, but rather it yeah. bypasses my expectations altogether, and I'm I'm sort of liberated in spite of myself mm. from from having to compare it to the version that I had in my head before the thing happened because right. I didn't have a version in my head because the whole thing, you know, like, mm. oh, I didn't think that we were going to run into these people and, uh, and have this great conversation or, or that we would spontaneously decide to go to this place or whatever. Mm. And yeah. I'm sort of, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I am liberated um, through no, uh, will of my own, I guess, yeah. from, from those expectations. I feel like this is, this is the stuff I'm learning right now again. I mean, I, f I feel like I'm constantly learning these lessons, yeah. um, but extremely right now in this, in this state of being stuck at home and kind of, uh, away from a lot of people, it's time to reflect on a lot of stuff. And like what you were just saying is that that unexpected stuff, um, if, if you can go into a situation without expectations um, and you can go into a situation knowing that 
there are many possibilities out there, you know, good, bad, in between, and you're letting go of control of what has to happen, often we're really surprised by what can happen, you know, and, and I just maybe because I think I'm a little bit more positive in my, my viewpoint, I think that often those things are positive, you know, especially if we're working with the natural flow of things instead of trying mm-hmm. to fight, you know, what's happening. Right. No, that's a good point. Well, and I suppose if we're, if we're going to get real far out, um, we could say that, uh, so many of life's experiences can't be fit into a binary of positive or negative. And uh-huh. so, um, in that sense, everything is positive or at least, well, maybe not everything. Many things are positive that we might not intuitively categorize in that way. If we are going into our lives with a, with a perspective of a thing is going to happen and it will have, it will have components that are positive and negative and probably because we are not omniscient beings, we won't even initially be able to evaluate that, you know, like yeah. there might be, I mean, I look back and see um, positives in quote unquote negative situations and vice versa from years and years prior that I just am reframing based on either new information that I've gained access to in the meantime, or just putting it in a different context, having lived more and seen what the ripple effects of those moments were. Um, so yeah, the, the, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you on that. Do you feel like now as you're older and have experienced this more, do you feel like, like in a situation that we're in now where I think a lot of people are feeling very unsatisfied with the, the current state of the world, mm-hmm. um, do you find that you're able to do that more in the moment instead of just in reflection? Or do you feel like you, um, like, do you feel like you're able to let go in this kind of, these moments? Or are you able to like perceive that you're having that negative reaction or whatever, and then able to do it? Or is it, you know? That's a great question. Uh, uh, I think, um, maybe we'll have another podcast episode about attachment, um, but I feel like I will say now that I feel like I'm, I've become less attached to my attachments. So I still experience those emotions. I still experience anger and impatience and frustration yeah. and so on. Uh-huh. But I don't, I don't follow it as deep into the rabbit hole. So the emotion is there and I sort of, it's as if I'm passively observing it from the outside to mm-hmm. an extent. And which is not to say I'm not still experiencing it and experiencing the physiological reactions to it and so on but uh yeah yeah, i think i think i've i mean i've struggled in a lot of ways with um what's happening in the world and trying to make sense of my relationship to that and my role in it Mm. um through through um the current pandemic but i i do think that I've done a pretty decent job of going with the flow and acknowledging that there are some things I just can't know now. I can't know what's going to happen. I can't entirely understand what's already happening. And I'm doing a better job of just 
letting go of the need to know and understand those things or the need to be productive. I mean, I'm productive in the sense that I'm doing my job uh, in each of the, yeah. E yeah, each of the ways in which I am obligated to step up, I'm stepping up, but in terms of being creative or prolific or writing that book that I wasn't sure I'd have time to, um, I'm, I'm just going with the flow a bit more and I mean, letting things be what they are, which doesn't mean I'm just like lying down in the middle of the floor and saying, okay, waves, <laughs> sweep, sweep me away to uh, wherever you desire to take me. Uh, yeah. It's not, not that I'm being completely passive, but I'm also not trying to insert control or expectations in places where there's no use in having them. I think one thing that was perversely helpful in, in adapting that perspective, which I've been working on for years to this situation is how quickly things shifted, especially, especially at least in New England, at least in Connecticut in the beginning and New York, you know, the, the degree, the amount of time I spent adapting to new realities that then two days later were old and completely irrelevant realities. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how, do, how am I going to navigate this situation which revolved around a thing that was gonna be changed, but then two days later it was canceled altogether. And uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to learn from that and just um, not cling to the illusion of control or understanding. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, uh, you said another word that I, I've been thinking a lot about is that anything we are either expecting or projecting into the future is all just an illusion anyway. I mean, it's not. Oh, man. <laughs> it's true. No, you're totally right. I mean, and, and I think the stuff that you're really kind of describing is just practicing presence and just practicing being in the now, um, which is, I think, in, in this specific time that we're in, all of a sudden we have the, well, if you choose, we have this almost luxury to, to look at that and say, that's what all I have. Because none of us, we've all been shown that we do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. and, or even in, you know, this afternoon or whatever. Right. Um, which has always been true. Nothing has changed about that. It's yeah. just that yeah. we have expectations again of what's going to happen the next day. You know, we have things planned, but that doesn't it doesn't guarantee anything. And all I'm saying right. is that like, we now have the ability to be here and, and kind of observe, observe what that feels like without mm. the pressure of the other stuff, you know, the future stuff. Right. No, it's interesting. Well, and I think it's funny cause I totally agree that, um, you know, it's, it's an inherent reality of, living on this planet with everything, especially human existence being impermanent and so on. And yet under quote unquote normal circumstances, we can at least make maybe better educated guesses. Like, you know, whenever, I mean, this sounds really morbid, but um, it actually may sound super morbid, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> um, whenever 
uh, Kate or I leaves for work, depending on which of us is leaving the house earlier, I try to focus my attention on saying goodbye in a way that acknowledges that I don't know for sure that I'll ever see her again. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe that's morbid, but it's also just sort of acknowledging that if, <laughs> if, uh, if, the, if today happened to be the day when that um, impermanence manifested, then I would regret it if I had not made myself present accordingly. If I had just sort of yeah. like grunt, grunted, yes, see you later from my computer without breaking my attention. Uh -huh. And uh, um, and so, I mean, that's sort of maybe one of the more dramatic examples of something that I'm, you know, like I'm... Intentional about, yeah. Yeah, I'm hyper-conscious that every moment might be my last and every interaction <laughs> with a person I love might be my last. And yet, I'm also conscious that it's statistically likely not to be. So I don't know if I'm going to see Kate tonight, but it's likely enough that we should still talk about what we want to make for dinner. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. You know, I'm not saying that you can't make any plans. Oh, of anything, course not. No, no, just yeah. But we're given this luxury of a, of a time where, and I hate even using that word luxury because it's not really luxury. But, yeah, you know, yeah. Opportunity. Um, yeah. Opportunity, that's a good, good way. Just to kind of say, hey, like, I mean, we'd have to be blind to think that, to not, not right. be paying To make plans to for a few weeks from now right. and think that we have <laughs> control over them. Well, and I guess that's what I was, what I was uh, uh, aiming towards is that um, there is that consciousness for me all the time. It's like, okay, right. I mean, and not that I literally think, okay, I will look forward to this gig, assuming I don't die before it happens uh, <laughs> next month. Um, but, you know, now there's, as you say, there's this uh, almost vacuum of stuff. And there's a lot of micro stuff where I am still making plans. And I still, you know, I have yeah. all, of the, all of the online teaching I'm doing this week where I'm, uh, I reasonably expect that, that those things will happen. And yet a lot of the things that I would typically look towards um, are either in total limbo and even, I mean, there are things where, where I could be more vigorously pursuing answers, but what's the point, you know, like yeah. what, what's the, what's the point in pressuring anyone to make decisions about gigs in June? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's going to be what, and I think I'm fortunate. I've done a lot of work, um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you about a moment, and then I'll back up from there. How's okay. that? Um, when when uh, a few years ago, I was talking about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, the connective tissue disorder that I have, uh, with somebody, I, like a, a relative of a relative, like a relative uh -huh. by marriage, uh, a couple times removed. And, uh, and he said something along the lines of, wow, that must be really frustrating for you to know that you should have had such and uh. such type of career and that because mm. of this condition, you, you couldn't have that. That was taken from you. And I look to that moment because it was the moment that made me realize that I had worked hard enough for long enough to not actually feel that way anymore. Yeah. Because um, I'd been working 
you know, putting a lot of effort into liberating myself from that perception. And we've talked on this mm. podcast before and not on this podcast before about um, I've done a lot of work for a while to liberate myself from the oppression of unmet expectations and specifically thinking about when I was 18 and decided to pursue being a jazz musician, I had a lot of expectations in my head looking at the people who were my heroes or mentors or just um, older, more established people in the field of like, this is, this is what represents success and these are the gigs and this is the type of recognition and these are the people I'm going to play with. And even if I didn't have EDS, then the industry has changed enough that I'm not sure if those things would have been accessible in quite that way for me if I was good enough and I don't know. Uh, but uh, I experienced so much suffering as my body started to for lack of a better term, betray me. So much suffering seeing those uh, hopes that revolved around those expectations start to fade and viewing, viewing my life as inherently inferior, inherently less than because I was continuing to like check off things that I perceived would demonstrate and symbolize my having made it and uh, and checking off, okay, well, I guess I'll likely never do that. And I mm. uh, guess I'll likely never do that. And, yeah. uh, um, and I kept, eventually started working on that and realized it wasn't a healthy or even entirely genuine perspective. Uh -huh. Like I didn't actually believe that if I didn't check off these really specific benchmarks, then I was a failure as a musician, much less as a human being. And uh, but it took mm. it took a lot of effort to let go of that and to <clears throat> to grieve it and to move on to mm -hmm. embrace what I actually did have. Mm -hmm. And uh, I there was a moment. Uh, so I think. This moment came a little bit after the conversation I just described with the uh, more distant relative. Uh, and I started thinking about, this was, this was really actually a very practical thing as I was starting to shift some career goals and make some plans. And I started thinking about what my symbolic, um, my symbol of success was, which was headlining the Village Vanguard for a week. Like mm -hmm. that was, since I was 17, that was the thing that like I envisioned as the indicator of having made it and as the most gratifying experience I could have as a human being mm. and certainly as a musician. And I started thinking about it like in a real world sense about me, my body, playing a week at the Village Vanguard. And never mind, it, so not in terms of like, I can't have this because I don't have the visibility or the um, connections or whatever because of EDS and that's, that's robbed me of all of the things that could give me access to this wonderful thing. And it is a wonderful thing, abstractly speaking, and I started thinking about, okay, what would my life be like that week? Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can't play 
two sets a night, really late at night, in a place where I'm inevitably then going to be crashing in somebody's guest room or couch uh, or driving home really, really late every night for six nights in a row. I mean, that's so far beyond what, um, what my body can handle. And mm -hmm. when my body is under that much duress, I'm not enjoying myself. It's not mm -hmm. like, and so I'm like picturing myself and it's like a Tuesday through Sunday run. And I'm picturing myself in, uh, on Thursday during the first set, not enjoying the music, not being, um, tuned in to the other wonderful musicians with whom I would inevitably be sharing the stage, I would really just be thinking, how the F am I going to survive this? Right, right. Like, yeah. and, and just in total, like, hunker down <clears throat> and survive it as if I was, like, getting my wisdom teeth pulled or something, you know? And mm. I'm like, so what... Honestly, a lot of the work that I've done with Resonant Motion and other... other um, I don't know, community work that I've done, just, to, just the shift in who I'm trying to be in the world as an artist and organically as a human being can be at least somewhat traced back to this realization that a lot of the work I was doing was towards certain kind of archetypal goals that didn't actually have relevance in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was like letting go, not even of experiences that I wanted to have and had to regretfully give up on, but things that were of symbolic importance. And like, mm -hmm. I never, I never got around to recalibrating and reminding myself, you know, it's sort of like pining for uh, an old crush who you would not actually want to spend 10 minutes with in, <laughs> yeah. in real life, but there's some part of you that never quite um, got the memo that it was something you could let go of. All right, um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great example of that. Because I think that uh, oftentimes those things we're faced with, um, it's, it's reality of like facing what's real in front of us at the moment and um, yeah, letting go of all those other ideas we have surrounding it. <clears throat> and that, that's really difficult. I mean, to be that honest with ourselves, um, to know what that means. Um, I've been reading, uh, have you ever read The Untethered Soul? No, that sounds great. It's, it's life-changing. I've been, I've been, I started reading it this week and it just came at the right moment and, you know, for me, but, um, uh, it talks about like the things that come in and out of our hearts, you know, and that it's, it's about letting go. It's about like, mm -hmm. Um, letting go of the things that are stored in there, letting go and those expectations, basically that, that he talks about, you know, like either situations or memories or whatever, um, that that'll keep coming out unless we do what you did, you know, unless we're <laughs> right. like, you know, we kind of face the things that, uh, are facing us at any moment in time. And that means uncomfortable things, scary things, things that make us, um, just uncomfortable and, and, and afraid. Uh, and I think that this, this time for a lot of people is like that, you know, there's lots of fears kind of people are either not facing or facing. I mean, those are our choices, right. you know, we can right. either push them down or we can face them. Um, and in your, your situation, I mean, 
that's like identity, you know what I mean? And sure. like, so yeah. for you to, to face that and say, hey, I'm going to face this, look at all the other stuff that has come from you embracing and letting go of that other stuff, you know, like so much good. Um, so, and I think that that's each of our journeys is to kind of find that, like, what are we needing to let go of? I don't, I don't think that, I, I, let me restate I think everybody has something that they need to look at at every point in their life. I just don't think it's always something we're able to do um, for one reason or another. Um, but when those times come and we're faced with it, I feel like we have to look at it and say, is this good for me? Like, is this, you know, and, and I think honestly, um, the unknown is is the thing that we have to embrace you know like that's that's the one thing that like every human you know should be doing and lots of us are not doing it but like for me specifically at this moment in time like being okay with the unknown like that that actually the unknown has thousands of possibilities right and and it's like how exciting that could be, you know, and embracing that instead of forcing my will on it when it, it feels like, you know, like an analogy of like, um, kids like, I really want that, you know, this is going to show my, my preference, but, um, <laughs> I really want those Necco wafers, you know, and they're like, I just want Necco wafers. And, I, and then I'm sitting there being like, Necco wafers suck, you know, like, <laughs> they're the worst candy ever there and idea. i'm like no kid you really want skittles you're gonna get a much better bang for your buck in terms of flavor you know and the kid's like no i want necco wafers and then and we go back and forth and eventually they they realize oh yeah skittles have way more flavor and they're way better so there you go i was totally biased because i like skittles better <laughs> <laughs> but what i'm saying is that 149 sessions sponsored by skittles <laughs> not yet we're just hoping <laughs> i'd take it Send me a box of Skittles. <laughs> I like the purple bag. Okay, wild berry. Um, but oh, I'm sorry, you're saying no. Just the idea that life can be very flavorful in lots of different ways if we're open to the possibility that there is something else. And I, um, I think letting go allows you to realize you can't always see all the possibilities before you. Mm. I like that. I like that. Well, yeah, and I guess our choices are to either embrace that or not embrace it and it happens anyway. Mm. And uh, and view things through the lens of frustration that, I don't know, I guess frust either frustration that the thing that you wanted didn't happen or in some cases, um, missing the joy or wonder over a thing that's beautiful that you didn't even necessarily take in fully because it didn't fit within the um, the template of what you were expecting. Mm. You know, like, do I want chocolate? Do I want vanilla? Do I want chocolate? Do I want vanilla? Um, and if you get so stuck in deciding that you want vanilla that you don't notice that um, 
there's uh, mango tree dropping ripe fruit, ripe fruit uh, half a block away. Um, maybe that's not a great analogy, but uh, yeah, we get the point. You know, I get. The I point. guess. I guess I'm. So many of the, so many of. I mean, I I have experienced both terrible and beautiful things in my life that both fit into the category of I never could have imagined that happening. Right. It's yeah. not like, and, that, and that, that's a difference between, it's not that I didn't expect it to happen, it's that I didn't even think about it enough yeah. to perceive that it was a thing I could expect or not expect to happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the terrible things, I'm, I won't dwell on, on that, but the, the beautiful things, I feel like there's, there's a danger, for lack of a better term, of missing out on certain gifts because uh, they, you don't have the box to put them in. You don't have the, the existing category in your brain to, to use to file it away. And so it just kind of gets left alone, uh, le left in a to-be-filed box when it could actually be savored. Yeah. You know, one thing I wanted to add, it's kind of off what we were just talking about, but that is that letting go is not, like you were kind of saying before, a passive act of, right. of not, you know, like you were talking about hard times. And this is, this is a really hard time for so many people. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a matter of... Um, you know, just saying, well, this is how it is. It's, it's again, kind of opening up to the possibility that there might be better things coming. Um, and not only just that, that in this moment of suffering, that that has something to show us. Sure. You know, and, and if we fight against it, we, we're missing out on that. Um, that lesson. So if we fight against that emotion, you mean that uh, emotion? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, how we handle things, how we handle the hard times, um, how we handle uh, pain is very telling. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, well, I, I certainly don't expect that. Uh, I mean, I don't. When I look back at my life up to this point, um, I certainly enjoy the happy memories of carefree walks on a sandy beach or whatever. Mm. Um, but those are not the things that define my perception of my life right. up until now. It's the, it's the more, I don't know, consequential moments, some of which are joyful and some of which are painful and all of which challenged me at the time and maybe still challenged me to inhabit the moment and, mm -hmm. you know, heed whatever call I'm getting. And, and that totally. call might be to look at something really difficult or make yeah. hard decisions or uh, stay firm, stay firm in something where persistence is needed or um, let go and, uh, and see my expectations essentially crumble in front of me because what I am doing isn't working yeah. and I, I am too, I don't know, I'm I'm not stubborn enough, I guess, to hold on to the thing that I can see is not delivering the important outcome or the desired outcome. Yeah, yeah, that's where our depth comes from. We we had the hard times. 
know. Yeah. Well, yeah, the hard times and and I and think good times too, but I mean Yeah, I don't know. Just how we how we navigate what we perceive to be adversity and mm-hmm. how that sort of shapes how, you know, cuz we don't get to I mean, to me, that's sort of the biggest source of comfort, perversely. I mean, perversely because, you know, we think of comfort as like a nice soft blanket and yeah. a, cup of, a cup of, a, of a just warm enough beverage. And, uh, hmm. and that's true. But, I mean, to me, the most comforting thing I can think of is security or, or knowledge that I will handle whatever's coming. Hmm. And only through surviving adversity do i have that sense of security Hmm. you know the 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 absence of adversity is at best a temporary condition and uh whereas the sense of like i will get through whatever is around the next corner uh is probably the most comforting thing i can remind myself of yeah well, it's probably because you have a sense, uh, a center, like you have a center within yourself that knows this. You've, you've reached within yourself and you've found that place. And I think that, that a, lot of, a lot of us struggle to find that place. And, yeah, um, well, and I, I, I still have to keep recalibrating the compass because it's... Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, we all do. But I think that once you know what that place looks like, it's like more familiar the next time and the next time point. and the next time. And so I think finding that place is, is really key. Um, yeah, I suppose that starts, I guess, from the way I look at it, starts with seeking the place in a way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, knowing that it's there is a big part of it but a, mm-hmm. like you know sense of even a more macro part of it from the way i look at it is valuing that and sort of mm-hmm. putting that in the center of your i mean i'm not a religious person so i don't know if spiritual practice is the way to put it but just your life practice yeah. you know sort of mm-hmm. at, at the moments where you could look within or you could distract i'm not making a value judgment but i know that for me um, the, the, uh, the gains I get by distracting or by trying to cultivate some kind of fortress that will protect me from the adversity that I fear is around the corner, um, that whatever gains I get from that are pretty short lived and, uh, yeah. not real yeah. satisfying. So yeah, I totally agree. It's, yeah. it's an entirely self-serving act of, uh, of just trying to find something that might have more uh, enduring capacity to nourish and protect. And, yeah. And, you know, the stuff, it's interesting how the, I don't know if this is true for you. I'll ask if this is true for you too. But the, <laughs> the, the letting go becomes easier the more I focus on those comparatively abstract um, processes or... or inner truths or whatever you want to call them Hmm. like the things that the things that it's hard to let go of tend to be more concrete for me so you mean like like outside yourself the things you're trying to yeah yeah (laughs) you know accomplishments or activities or uh, possessions or other people and you know definitions of relationships like those are all the things that are hard to let go of whereas um 
you know, letting letting go and embracing what is or what might be um, becomes easier the less I'm focused on on uh, those really tangible things that I might be inclined to cling to. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great point. That's kind of the stuff that's in this book I was telling you about. It, it, like he talks a lot about that kind of stuff. It's external and internal. And if you know where you are internally, then and you know the stuff like your thoughts and your thoughts about things, those are all external. They're not who you are. They're just part of of the system of whatever is going on outside of us. Um, and so, and being able to even let go of, of thoughts about a situation can help improve how you feel about um, things. So yes, I totally, I feel like the stuff outside is the stuff that makes us a little crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if we can get it in perspective in terms of uh, who we are inside, then that, those things are easier to let go of. Um, I want to reframe it. They're not, it's not easy. I, I don't think any of this stuff is easy. Um, but I, I do think it is more fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I find, uh, maybe this is weird, but I, I try to distinguish, actually I never really thought about it quite this way before. So, uh, but I think I, I make a distinction in my own consciousness between, um, necessary and unnecessary pain. Um, so there's the pain uh, that is inevitably tied to whatever experiences you have had or are having mm -hmm. and avoiding that or clinging to that. Um, well, I mean, you just need, you need to go there. If, 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 that's, if that's in you, then you can't, you can't, just stifle it you you have to you know walk into the fire so to speak and then there's the pain that we put upon ourselves mm. um, maybe through no fault of our own yeah. by clinging or by focusing on certain things and that's you know my my goal is to be as brave as possible with the necessary pain with the pain that has been there for a long time or the pain that is inevitably tied to circumstances that I can't change or control mm -hmm. while trying to liberate myself from the pain of um, digging in as I cling to a situation that I could actually let go of. Yeah, or that's could a great reframe. distinction. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, I sense that in, in my own life too, those, there are very clear distinctions of pain. Um, and so, like it's, and it's. I guess it's important. Uh, sorry to interrupt, and I'll pass yeah, the no, baton. No, I was interrupting but you. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. I guess it's interesting to me that um, if you're not clear on that, this is all this is all occurring to me in real time. I guess so. Mm. Uh, um, if you're not clear on that, then you can be approaching the things that you're actually clinging to with a sort of warrior mentality that applies really well to that inner journey but is maybe misplaced mm -hmm. like you know like like wallowing in wallowing in suffering over the fact that your gig in may got canceled um is maybe not entirely in tune with your innermost beliefs and you know ha but bears some superficial resemblance to the kind of 
uh, pain that you might be experiencing over a broader um, quest for purpose that's being um, thrown into uh, sharp focus by the um, enforced uh, stay-at-home time. Mm. I'm curious for you, um, you can, I don't know if this is an answerable question or if you even want to answer it, if it is, but um, given the amount of upheaval and letting go that uh, you have experienced recently, do you feel, I guess it's a chicken or the egg question, do you feel like um, all the work you've been doing on letting go and uh, has helped, um, has, has that helped you get through all of this or, um, or has it been just more of a response to having to get through this? No, definitely it's helping me get through. I, I feel like I, I'm still in the midst of all this. I feel like I'm still figuring out I don't know. I don't want to say I'm in the middle of it. I don't like to say that there's a beginning and an end. So, right, yeah. I mean, I'm at exactly the 50% point. So. <laughs> you know, this is this is part of where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm supposed to be uh, by myself to figure out what's going on, <laughs> you know? Right. And, like, so for me personally, you know, being by myself is is really has been very beneficial. Like, I've been able to have the time to really think, to really let my mind go, to um, to let go of expectations, to let mm-hmm. you know, let myself just be. So for me, this, um, yeah, this is this has been. I can't even remember how you framed the question. What was the? Well, I guess I'm. I mean, maybe this is a, an artificial way of looking at it. I guess I was wondering if. I mean someone who is experiencing a lot of upheaval um, and decides to work on letting go, it could be that they've been working on that anyway and this is an opportunity to put it to practice or it could be that they're essentially dragged kicking and screaming by external circumstances into doing that. No, I feel like this is almost like a gift. (laughs) You know, like I, I knew I needed this. I knew it not in my head, I don't think, but definitely mm. deep within. Um, so, and I, I tend to be somebody who's going to dig in anyway when right. when hard things come. So, for me, I um, have been looking it straight in the face and trying to, you know, grapple with it and and let go. It's been kind of like a, you know struggle, let go, struggle, let go. And then eventually I, I feel like at this point, I'm really at a just let go point like that. There, the struggle to make things the way I think they should be is, is not, um, is not where I want to be. Like I want to be in the letting go because in the letting go, I, I'm being more me actually. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, in terms like, of more like, more your authentic self in a way. Or yeah, more... like I can I can let my I can let my heart and my words and my actions be what they're going to be, um, 
but there's no need. I, I really like, I liked how you kept saying clinging because I think that's a big, at least for me personally, that's been a big thing in my life with a lot of my, uh, my relationships in terms of like, can I manage, you know, all the different little aspects of them and can I, because they trigger stuff in me or they, you know, um, I feel like my kids do this a lot for me. Like that they, they, they're like good mirrors <laughs> to yeah. who I am, you know? So, um, having this time to, to reflect on that stuff has been, um, good. And I feel like I am at a, at a place where I'm letting go. And I hope it continues. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't because honestly, this place that I'm in of letting go feels so much more healthy than the place where I'm trying to right. make everything the way I think it should be. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. um, I, 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 I salute your liberation. There's a song by um, the Western Den. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I have not. I, I stumbled upon them on Spotify and there's this uh, song, oh gosh, what is it called? I can't remember the name, but they, the woman sings about um, trying to make everything all right, and, but talking for hours about the sun never lights up the darkest night. I think that's the, the hmm. lyric. And oh, I come wow. back to that often and I, uh, because it's 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 so my my instinct to want to make things the way I think they should be, mm -hmm. and I mean that's kind of the purpose of that song, um, but you know at a certain point the letting go is all you have, <laughs> so um, yeah. Right on. I can't add anything meaningful to that. So maybe maybe <laughs> sure that's you our. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> Just. In this moment, in this moment, uh, I, I will choose to uh, bask in the glow of uh, of that image, and I look forward to um, I look forward to uh, our next conversation. Although I will let go of any specific expectations about which direction it will go. At some, <laughs> point, at some point, we'll decide on which direction. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Noah.